Welcome to Quantum Leap, the podcast that explores how we achieve new heights in leadership, business, and in life. I'm David Wolf, and here with me as always is the Quantum Leap coach, Terry Ostroviak. Terry, welcome back. Hi. Good morning. Good morning, Dave. How are you doing? Pretty good, thank you. Better than most, in fact. <laughs> Excellent. Well, better than most is, is spectacular. This is our second episode, and I thought it would be good since we more or less laid a groundwork last week on the whole idea of what quantum leap coaching is to explore the subject of client readiness. And so the question becomes, as a coach that deploys quantum leap thought in your coaching model and, uh, and works cooperatively in a dialogue with your clients, how do you know when a client is ready for quantum leap? Well, it's interesting. It's very difficult for me to know. I actually get a signal from them. So I'll give you an example. One of the, just before I give the example, just let me explain something very clearly. In acting as a catalyst or using coaching as the, the vehicle that I use for being a catalyst, I use the word to describe uh, most, well, virtually every client that I've got. And the word is unsatisfied, not dissatisfied. Dissatisfied would probably mean uh, unhappy with their position, uh, moaning, complaining, things like of that nature. But an unsatisfied person is a person that it's a very positive phrase, in fact, or word. It means people who have a deep need to be doing more with their lives. And some, somehow, initially, it's a kind of irritation that they're not achieving the things that they want to achieve and or they feel blocked in some way. And so I would say that the majority of people that I work with are in that mode. But sometimes that level of unsatisfaction becomes so great that they say, okay, I'm doing pretty well right now. I've worked on myself. I've improved all the things around me that I feel are going to make a difference, but still I feel that there's a ceiling, maybe a glass ceiling above that's stopping me from really fulfilling my potential. Mm -hmm. So they, they indicate to me that there's something more that they want. And they actually say, well, okay, I'm ready for a quantum leap. Now, what could be clearer than that? <laughs> well, I know from my own experience, this is a, literally I reached out and I've disclosed uh, to our listeners that uh, I'm engaged with a quantum leap process with you, which is brilliant because it helps really equip me for these podcasts and it's because it's running in parallel to them. But literally, that's what I did. I had this aha and the next morning I picked up the phone and I said, I have to do this. I'm ready. And I knew it <laughs> on some level. So literally, it's the in other words, you're. Your sensors are up. Obviously, you're, you're, you've already experienced someone out there in the coachosphere, <laughs> the quantum leaposphere that, that you suspect or you have contact with. They learn more about what you're doing, and then they get it, and they call you or they contact you and say, I, I think I'm ready for this. Is, is that yes. pretty much what, lo what it looks like? That's probably what it looks like. Now, if I get in there too early, in other words, if I make the suggestions, first of all, it's not a good idea because it's 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 my, my agenda. It's not their agenda. Right. And the second thing is that if I do go a little bit too early into the process with people, so I don't offer it to everybody. I just wait to see exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. But if I do it early, then there's a complete overwhelm. People will say, oh, this is too difficult, or I, I don't know whether I can do it. And the point behind it is that they've got, there are a lot of basics that need to be done first. You know that I work with um, quite a bit of initial documentation. It's not a lot, and it's fairly straightforward, 
and the instructions are pretty easy to work through. But people have to have a solid foundation to get started on making a quantum leap. Mm. In other words, if their day-to-day lives are not under control, I mean, if they if they feel they're out of control and they're just becoming victims to whatever circumstances mm-hmm. are, are affecting them, mm-hmm. well, then they're not ready for a quantum leap. Do you ever find that you work with clients prior, in other words, to prepare for readiness for a quantum well, leap? Well, yes, yes. If I, if I can work with them for, for a couple of months, maybe, to see how they operate, how they, whether, I tell you the major area that I look for in working with people on a quantum leap mm-hmm. is their ability to follow through on their word. If they say they're going to do something, do they do it? So I watch carefully to see how people operate. And I, I hate to use the word discipline because it sounds like it's a very limiting factor in people's lives. But it actually is a motivation that they've got that says, this is important enough for me or I am passionate enough about doing this that I will follow through on everything that is asked of me. And so when there's a pattern of that kind of follow-up where people will do the things that they say they're going to do and they do it all the time, then and that consistency is the starting point. If that's occurring, then that's the basis or the foundation for creating the quantum leap after that. Because if that's not in place, then the whole thing's going to fall apart anyway. It's just going to fall apart on a much bigger scale. That's all that's going to happen. And Terry, you're talking really about the, the things that in the coaching process that you ask them for to help really set the framework for the work you're going to do, right? For example, the documentation, there are assignments. It's not easy. There's work. There's deep dive intuitive work. There's uh, assessments that uh, perhaps are a part of your process. Are those the things you're talking about? In other words, you're looking for follow through on the process of Quantum Leap? Yes, exactly. Okay. So, you know, I mean, we can get very excited about that. We live in an age where excitement and instant uh, gratification yes. is the mean for everybody. Everybody wants, wants the satisfaction now. Right. It's a fast food and, culture for sure. That's right. And, and that's not going to work, actually. Right. You know, that's, uh, if people are looking for instant gratification, quantum leaps not going to work for them <laughs> because it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a slightly longer process. And people have to be disciplined for it to work. Terry, from your experience, and you've been doing this a long, long time, is this age agnostic or do you find that people at all developmental stages of their life might exhibit readiness, are exhibiting unsatisfiedness in their lives and need to do this? Um, Unsatisfaction could occur at any stage. You know, there, there are so many people that are, for instance, in jobs that they hate. They want to be doing something that is worthwhile. They want to be contributing to the world or they want to create something that will help them to fulfill themselves. Now, here's, here's another distinction. If people are just out there in order to get more glorification from the experience, that's not going to work either because uh, they'll find that that's not satisfying. So you win the award. So you get the recognition. So you get a write-up in the newspaper. So what? Yeah. That's not going to make the difference. It's when it's when people are passionate to follow through on what is going to be a challenging experience. It's not a cakewalk. It really isn't. But it's 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 simple enough to be able to do. And when I say simple, I don't mean easy. It's just simple. It's a simple process. Very often, this is what I find. They don't have the vision 
of a of a of a of a, a newly created uh, future for themselves. They've got to be able to think about things like that without limitations. It's when they get to that point that they start saying, okay, that's the quantum leap. So what is my definition of quantum leap again? It's to be able to fulfill a goal that is, or to, or to realize or to imagine a goal that is way beyond anything that I ever thought was possible previously. So if I say, if you've thought about this before, then the chances are that's not a quantum leap. That's just an extension of what you're, you have been doing all along up to now. Oh. Like you think you're going to work harder and put more effort into it and get a bit more money, and that will achieve a quantum leap. That's not what we're talking about. So we may find that it's, it's entirely unrelated to the current activity or the current reality, as you call it. Exactly. That's a great way to put it. There's your intuition coming into play again, which is wonderful. Yes, because you see that point. It's, it's uh, you know, if, if people have been dreaming about something for a long time, mm-hmm. then it's an extension of what they were doing. But if you go in a completely different, on a different route, then in a different direction, then it'll work. A person who coined the word lateral thinking was Dr. Edward de Bono, came from Malta, written very, very interesting books on lateral thinking. He was the person that created okay. that, that idea. And lateral thinking means... Yeah, today we use it, to, it's almost a cliche, thinking out of the box. But this thinking out of the box is looking at a completely unexplored vision for ourselves that we've never thought previously was even a possibility. Mm. And you know what? Even in my own work with you, I've realized that perhaps there's room to get further outside the box, which typically isn't a problem for me. I'm essentially a creative soul. Uh, yes. But but even even though I'm creative, it's really hard to leap this leap word. Now I understand, it's not only a leap out of your current reality, but it's it's a it's a monumental leap. Yes, and the thing that holds us back from that is generally a lack of belief or a lack of confidence in ourselves. Hmm. So it's uh, you know it, it all exists between the ears, but it does require a catalyst, um, an yeah. outside entity. That's really what I would call it, to be able to help a person to start to verbalize a completely different reality that is a different possibility. Do you find that the new reality or new possibility, is it often laying dormant in a client and then you're cultivating it out of them? Or are they, or are you both surprised as you discover something that you didn't even know would be ultimately this future vision of oneself, of the leap itself? That's a wonderful statement to make, David. Yes. Yes. In fact, you know, it, it obviously is something that lies dormant in every single person. But they, it's almost like saying, I don't dare to even think like that <laughs> because, because somebody will think that I'm crazy <laughs> or, or, or that's not for you. It's a fear. Of, yes. Oh. Um, that's the, right. Yeah, yeah. The, the, and the other thing, and I want to explore this in our next segment as well, is this whole concept of knowing yourself, know thyself, really, really yes. knowing yourself, which, of course, yes. as you know, uh, in my process, uh, this is the place I'm sitting now, and aligning the future vision of yourself so that you're placing yourself into something that's, I, I, I hate to use the word appropriate, but how would you say this? There's an alignment that has to happen in terms of how much you know about yourself, what's going to work as the leap. I don't like the word appropriate, but please, how would you frame this? Um, it's a the, tough question. 
You mean the leap itself? Yeah, the, the definition of the, in other words, the leap itself, not the idea of doing the leap, but what the leap will consist of. What is that future vision, the content of it? There's a whole it's process a of knowing yourself, and I would guess yes. an alignment about what is going to make you satisfied. You have to know yourself in order to be able to, to define the leap. Yes, that's uh -huh. true. And knowing yourself has got to be a pretty realistic uh, event. Many years ago, I worked with a man by the name of Dr. Peter Robertson, who was mm -hmm. a management consultant, but also a doctor. He was, in fact, he was he was trained as a psychiatrist, but he was operating as a business management consultant for the large accounting company KPMG yeah. in the Netherlands. That Brilliant is. guy, and uh, he was the one who, who who revealed this to me at one stage. I was working with him, and he was showing me some stuff and teaching me how to deal with the, with Dutch culture, things like that. I learned a great deal from him, yeah. and he was the one who said that the the major quality in top-level executives is their ability to know themselves, to know what their strengths are, to understand what their weaknesses were, and and they had a, a, an idea as to how they could compensate for those weaknesses by enrolling other people in their in in, in whatever project it was mm. or in passion. That's what so they beautiful. would. But he said, if we, if they, if people, if executives do not understand that, or do not have a very, very good, clear picture of who they are, and I suppose that biblical uh, phrase, "Know thyself," is exactly what that is. If we do not, we are not able to do that, or haven't explored who we really are, then we, we're not going to get anywhere close to the, the quantum leap. So Let me give you an example briefly of one person that I worked with. So we'll bring it down to, to something tangible for a moment. A few years ago, a man by the name of Martin, I won't give you his last name, called me and asked me for some coaching. And I said, fine. And he seemed to be intent on doing it. And he told me that he had two branch offices for, uh, for insurance um, in California. And one, one branch he ran himself, it was for major for casualty and fire, that kind of insurance, not mm -hmm. life insurance. Mm -hmm. And he was doing pretty well. He was, he was making a good living from it, and it was working well. The other branch, he had a kind of personal assistant or secretarial person that was running the branch very effectively. Mm -hmm. And he asked me to do some profiles on him, and after a few weeks, in fact, after a few months, he said to me, Terry, I would like to make a complete change in my profession. I said, so what do you want to do, Martin? He said, look, I know this financial field very well. I understand the day-to-day -day, uh, machinations of being in the insurance world. I help my clients. I'm on tap all the time. I follow through on everything. I'm disciplined. And he was. He was really amazing. And then he said, I want to give it up. I said, are you crazy? You've got this stream of income coming in. What are you going to do instead? He said, I want to study law. I said, why would you want to do that? He's a, you know, an older guy. And when I say older, I mean not a baby anymore. He had young kids and a, and a wife and a stable family, and he was prepared to give up everything in order to learn. Well, not give it up, in fact. He started to – so he, I said to him, well, what do you need to do? He said, I need to go to night school to study law, and it will take me about two years, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do that. Change my whole way of thinking. And he started to work on it. And uh, after a couple of years, he actually sold his two businesses, the mm -hmm. two the two branches. Mm -hmm. And now he, he operates on um, financial management. He's still in the financial management field. But he felt that without a law degree behind him to give him credibility, he wouldn't be able to achieve the objective. 
And today, this is what he does. I see his name popping up on uh, LinkedIn constantly. He comes on to uh, Facebook every now and again. Mm -hmm. He writes short articles. And I believe that he's really fulfilled himself in that area. Today, he's a substantial person. I don't know if he's making millions. I haven't spoken to him just recently. But I see that he's doing well, and I have immense admiration for the way that he handled the situation. Now, just think about this. He gave up a really, a really steady job with agencies for short-term insurance and, and decided to study law instead and went into a completely different field, helping people to create wealth for themselves, and particularly in minority groupings. Mm. That's what he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And so he's, you know, he's fulfilled himself. So you say, did he think about those things previously? Obviously, dormant somewhere in his body was a, was a feeling that he had to work on something like that, and yes. he made that happen. For me, that's a huge quantum leap. Very Love. well. This 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 mammoth shift. This giving yeah. up of what is already successful, just because he feels passionate enough and yeah. urgent and urgency in and and we're very decisive as well as you tell the story. This is not yeah. a guy that he had really decided before he started working with you, and he even blew you away with it. It was and yes. you're probably not used to hearing. That kind of a radical shift, it's related and somewhat tangential, and I understand the credibility side, but, but uh, shutting it all down to go do a whole other business, that's quite extraordinary. And then, of course, I told you the story about, uh, I'll just call her Mona. I, I told you the story yesterday about yes. Mona, yes. who was just simply a, a fundraiser for a, for a museum, an international museum right. in the United States, working out of New York. Right. And she said that they had given her a brief and told her that she had to start managing people mm. and developing people around her. She said, I've never done that before. Can you coach me through that process? So that's how we started. And then all of a sudden, after a few months of her in a very precise, specific, perfect, almost perfectionistic way, she got down and she, she did the, all the assignments that I asked her to do on time, exactly the way that I had hoped she would do it, mm -hmm. followed through. And then she started to uh, do exactly the same thing for a number of her staff members. And then one day she came to me and she said, Terry, I'm ready for a quantum leap. What do I have to do? And we started to work on it. And here's the thing. When I, I said to her, okay, what is your goal at the moment? She said, I've got to, I've got to raise $15 million a year. That's what, I, what I'm aiming at. And I said, and what are you going to do next year? She says, well, maybe a little bit more than that, maybe even $16 million. That was her. That was her vision, and so she would go up by maybe by one million every year. That's what she thought she was capable. Small incremental of. Uh, changes, yeah. That's mm -hmm. right. I said that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a quantum leap. A quantum leap for you would be, how about this? I said, are you sitting down seventy-five million dollars a year? Mm. And I heard a huge sigh on the other side. <laughs> like you must be out of your mind, Terry. <laughs> What's going on? Right. And then I sat down with her and we started to work through the process and we broke it down into little bite-sized pieces. And then after a, a little while, and I'm, I'm really talking about a little while, after about 15, 20 minutes, she said, you know, that's a possibility I never, ever thought was, was going to ever happen. Mm -hmm. But I can see that it is possible. But I'm going to have to surround myself with a whole bunch of really sharp people, and I'm going to have to train them and coach them and get them understanding what I'm doing and reproduce myself through a whole lot of other people. That's a tough job for a lot of people to actually delegate 
what they do well themselves and then sit in the background and coach people through the process. But she did that. I don't think in the long run that she, she reached the 75 million, but uh, it doesn't matter. She, she got, I think she got close to 45 million. I mean, it was way beyond anything she'd ever thought of before. And she literally did herself out of a job afterwards because she, uh, you know, she showed that she was capable of managing people even better than she was as a fundraiser, as mm -hmm. an individual independent fundraiser in mm -hmm. New York. Mm -hmm. And she spread her operation uh, across the country to quite a number of big centers. And she came up with some lateral thinking ideas for raising money. Instead of, for instance, asking people to uh, leave money in their wills for, for this uh, top-level museum, she asked them, she said to them, why don't you put the money in now so that you can enjoy the benefits right now while you're still alive? Yeah. And she was able to get some really wealthy people to start fulfilling themselves because she sold them on that idea. Mm. Changing, you've said something about uh, really changing the whole context for someone. The, the changing their world yes. is really uh, yes. profoundly uh, meaningful. And so she brought a she brought a passionate vision to them, yeah. and they loved the idea, yeah. and that that made a huge difference so, as well. So brilliant. Uh, Quantum Leap catalyst.com is Terry's website to learn more about quantum leap coaching. Please visit that. It's www.quantumleapcatalyst.com. We'll continue with our next episode. Terry, always great to be with you. Thanks so much for, uh, for sharing these stories. I think they're profoundly uh, useful and inspiring. It's, it's a pleasure to be able to do something like this and to be able to spell it out and to have somebody as finely tuned a listener as you are Thank you very much. I really enjoyed being with you today. Mm -hmm.